of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Hello and welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones discussing today's Psalm 38. We are plowing through this two Psalms a week. I didn't think I could do two Psalms a week up to this point, but here we are, two Psalms a week. I've successfully done it. That is not to say that that won't stop at some point, that some one week I might have a really busy week. In fact, um, I, I make no guarantees that there will be episodes next week because I am approaching a very busy week. We'll see. I will try, but no guarantees on that. Either way, we will continue, and we are almost through 40 psalms. We're at 38 today. This is a psalm of David, and it is for uh, the memorial offering. It is a penitential psalm. And the psalmist here attributes his illness to sin and guilt, and he calls on the Lord for help in the midst of intense pain. So let me read for you Psalm 38, beginning in verse 1. Here we go. O Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath, for your arrows have sunk into me and your hand has come down on me. There is no soundness in my flesh because of your indignation. There is no health in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities have gone over my head. Like a heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. My wounds stink and fester because of my foolishness. I am utterly bowed down and prostrate. All the day I go about mourning. For my sides are filled with burning, and there is no soundness in my flesh. I am feeble and crush. I groan because of the tumult of my heart. O Lord, all my longing is before you. My sighing is not hidden from you. My heart throbs, my strength fails me, and the light of my eyes, it also has gone from me. My friends and companions stand aloof from my plague, and my nearest kin stand far off. Those who seek my life lay their snares. Those who seek my hurt speak of ruin and meditate treachery all the day long. But I am like a deaf man. I do not hear, like a mute man who does not open his mouth. I have become like a man who does not hear, and in whose mouth are no rebukes. But for you, O Lord, do I wait. It is you, O Lord my God, who will answer. For I said, only let them not rejoice over me who boast against me when my foot slips. For I am ready to fall, and my pain is ever before me. I confess my iniquity. I am sorry for my sin. But my foes are vigorous, they are mighty, and many are those who hate me wrongfully. Those who render me evil for good accuse me because I follow after good. Do not forsake me, O Lord, O my God. Be not far from me. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. You'll notice in verse 15, the psalm sort of takes a shift where the psalmist is, um, prior to that, issuing a lament. And then he says in verse 15, but for you, O Lord, do I wait. So he shifts there. And you often see this in the psalms where even in a lament, the focus of the psalm is either framed by or 
rooted in the glory of God and understanding that he is the one who provides. In verse 2, the psalmist says, your arrows have sunk into me. God usually fights for the psalmist and against the enemy. We see that in Psalm 18, 14 that we covered. Uh, it says, and he sent out his arrows and scattered them. He flashed forth lightnings and routed them. But this is a different case here. The psalmist confesses the sin that has brought God's anger upon him. Keep in mind that even as children of God, there are consequences for sin. He will not let us get away with it. Some of us, I'd say any of God's children, any of God's people who have been Christians for any length of time, understand the consequences of sin. Verse 3, because of your indignation, because of my sin. These two phrases are parallel and show a dual both divine and human reason for the psalmist's illness. That's not to say that if you get sick, you get cancer, or you know someone who does, that that is the result of their sin. That's not what that, that, that means. Yet, it could be. And so we don't want to write that off. There are people that would say that sickness is never the result of God's, uh, of, of human sin, but Ultimately, all sickness that exists is the result of human sin. But specifically speaking, that is not to say that because someone is sick, that is a direct result of their sin, although it could be. So don't think that it might not be. He says, there is no health in my bones. And the psalmist's sin here had serious effects on his health. And in some cases, sin and guilt are the cause of illness, as I mentioned, but uh, sickness is not always the result of the person who committed the sin or suffers. You can see this in the book of Job. And then if you remember in the book of John, Jesus healed, healed a man who was born blind. And as people walked by this blind man, uh, people asked, they just believed that because he was blind or he had some ailment, that it was because of sin. And they asked Jesus, who sinned? Is it this man or was it his parents? And Jesus answered and he says, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. So sickness might not be the direct result of your sin. It certainly could be, but it might be for another purpose. Everything we go through has a meaning and a purpose, and we might not see that till the other side of glory. In this case, David's sickness was because of his sin. Verse 5, my wounds stink and fester. This implies some, some sort of physical abuse by others. The symptoms cannot all be related to a specific disease or, condi or condition. And it's been suggested that the symptoms here are actually a catalog of distresses and experiences over a period of time, maybe not related just to one thing. Verse 11, my friends and companions stand aloof from my plague. Uh, friends are of no help to the psalmist here because they're afraid or they're repulsed by the intensity of his suffering. And here, as elsewhere in the psalm, we are also reminded of Job's experience. Verse 3, there is no soundness in my flesh because of your indignation. There is no health in my bones because of my sin. Verse 12, those who seek my life lay their snares. A snare is something that entraps. 
And while friends stay away, his enemies draw near to hurry to his downfall. How often do we as Christians rejoice when we see someone's downfall if we have something against them? That does not mean that we should do that. Certainly our hearts are not right if we are rejoicing over another brother or sister's downfall. We should be rejoicing, however, in God's total control, even when perhaps our enemies, who may, be, may not be Christians, when they face destruction, we should not rejoice in their destruction, but we should rejoice that God has received the glory. Verse 13, I am like a deaf man. I do not hear. I'm like a mute man who does not open his mouth. And the psalmist is totally unable to do anything to help himself here. Verse 15, for you do I wait. This verse strikes the most positive note of confidence in the psalm. As I mentioned, it takes a shift here. I wait on you, God. It is you, O Lord my God, who will answer, no one else. And in verse 16, let them not rejoice over me. He mentions to God the shame he will suffer when the enemy rejoices at the downfall of of one of God's children. And similar to verse 37 or to chapter 37, uh, it concludes by really focusing on the theme that God will uphold his people. He is faithful to his people. May we never forget that. This is six stanzas uh, that I've set here in Psalm 38. It it is hymnic as many of these have been and so Uh, Here is Psalm 38. Thank you for listening today to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Flesh. Feel-
dream all crushed I'm ever groaning in my spirit's restlessness My desire and ceaseless wailing Lord, I'm veiled before you lie My heart throbs, my strength is failing all the light has left my eye Friends and loved ones whom I cherish From my plague now stands aloof My own kinsmen, though I perish Come no more beneath my roof They who for my life are seeking for me snares in secret lay Hurtful things against me speaking Plots devising through the day I am like one deaf and speechless I am mute and never speak I'm as one their words not hearing no defense my mouth will make You, O oh Lord, I have been trusting Lord, my God, you'll answer me Lest they gloat and start rejoicing When my slipping feet they see For I am about to stumble Ever with me been I iniquity acknowledge Deeply troubled by my sin Great in number falls withstood me Hating me for doing good Lord, I pray do not forsake 